Welcome to Bite Size, the cybersecurity Q&A presented to you by Corolla Mooring. Our goal is to take the complex world of government contract cybersecurity and break it down into bite-sized pieces. Every other week, we take one question that we frequently hear from our clients and give you a short, simple answer and explain why it matters. My name is Kate Growley, and we are continuing our role through folks who help us every day on these government contract cybersecurity issues. I'm joined today by Chris Hebden. Chris, you want to introduce yourself to folks? Yeah, hi, everybody. As Kate mentioned, my name is Chris Hebden, and I'm an associate here in Kroll & Mooring's government contracts, as well as their privacy and cybersecurity groups. Thank you, Chris, so much for joining us. Uh, similar to how Lee spends a lot of time focused on FedRAMP issues, Chris gets to build on that and spends a lot of time focused on what the DOD requires specifically of its cloud service providers. So, Chris, it sounds like there are additional requirements for cloud service providers who are working with the Defense Department. Tell us a little bit more about those. So the additional requirements stem from a document known as the Department of Defense Cloud Computing Security Requirements Guide, or SRG for short. The SRG builds upon the FedRAMP framework that Lee talked about last week and outlines the baseline security requirements for cloud service offerings operated by or for the DOD. I like to think of it as SRG is FedRAMP plus. So whereas FedRAMP uses low, medium, and high baselines to categorize cloud service offerings, the SRG uses so-called impact levels. The lowest impact level, the impact level two, is intended for systems handling public information, while levels four and five are designed for systems containing controlled unclassified information, otherwise known as CUI, and impact level six is reserved for classified systems, and each of which has their own unique set of additional requirements that are specific to cloud service offerings for handling DOD information. So what are some examples of the additional requirements that are imposed by the DOD? Most common examples fall into three categories, that being personnel, location, and tenant separation. For personnel, the SRG imposes specific national affiliation and background investigation requirements for employees with access to systems containing DOD information. As far as location is concerned, all DOD data must reside in a facility that's located within the jurisdiction of the United States, and tenant separation depends on the impact levels that I discussed previously. For example, an impact level four cloud environment can support both US government customers as well as their contractors, while an impact level five environment, which also has a CUI, must be limited to federal government agencies only, contractors in that tendency. The SRG also imposes specific technical controls based on impact level, but that's a conversation that's anything but bite-sized and best left for another day. Roger that, Chris. So what about companies that are not providing cloud services to the DOD? How does the SRG impact those contractors? So those companies are generally not impacted by the SRG unless their contract with the DOD states otherwise. That said, contractors that use a cloud service provider to store, process, or transmit DOD CUI, otherwise known as Covered Defense Information, or CDI, those companies must ensure that the cloud service offering meets security requirements equivalent to the FedRAMP moderate baseline. Here, the CSP need not comply with the more stringent requirements in the SRG, as those requirements are reserved for contractors operating a cloud service for the DOD itself, as opposed to for one of the DOD's contractors. Excellent. Thanks so much for that explanation, Chris. And as folks know, 
CUI, CDI, those common acronyms that we've talked about in prior episodes. So if you're interested, feel free to jump back there and get the bite-sized take on what those acronyms are and why they're important for contractors. Thanks again, Chris, for joining us. And thank you all again for joining Bite-Size Q&A. We'll be back in your feed in two weeks with a new question and a simple explanation. But in the meantime, you can find more information on our website. And if you have any suggestions for what we should cover, please do let us know. I can be reached at 202-624-2698. And Chris can be reached at 202-624-2645. This has been Bite Size Q&A, a podcast brought to you by Kroll & Mooring. You can find more information at kroll.com slash cyberpodcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review.